and welcome to episode 75 of the StarCast Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Jake Barros, and today I'm joined by some other awesome people like Matt. Hello. And Shannon. Howdy. How are we, guys? Huh? What's, Pretty what's, good. What's everyone been up to? I am not bad. I just finished editing my film today for my uni. Lovely. Thing, and, uh, Is it going to make millions? Uh, it will make millions of people throw up. Can't wait to watch it. It's not that bad. I, it's just like you know, it's it's a student film, you know, that's got a bigger budget than what you would think a student film would have. So, um, to- being being a master, you know, being a master's film, it has to be a little better than you know, just a couple of people in a costume or something. So, um, I'm I'm hoping people enjoy it when it comes out. To be totally honest, that's actually a great segue because I did want to start off with a serious question for Shannon, and that's whether or not you've vomited yet with PSVR. Not yet, but honestly, almost. When I was playing Riggs, I oh, played yeah, a previously at events, and it didn't make me sick at all, but the tutorial has you going through all the different control mechanisms, and it's just there's some of them that are just nauseating. I had to take it off. It's so bad. Is like, it my like- head was spinning for hours. No joke. So, is it the motion or is it just everything being, like, too real? So, when you're playing, it's fine because you're moving. But when you're, like, you first get in your, I don't know what it is. It's like a, a mech of sorts. You're, like, turning, like, turning your head physically actually turns your view. But when you're stationary, it, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just weird. Okay. It, it's just not good. <laughs> it's not good. It seems to be the game that people are either fine with or not fine with, and I don't think there's any turning it around. So that's the only one that's really made you sick. That and Until Dawn, which is a roller coaster. So I think, like I was saying in my review, that's like you feel sick when you're going down a roller coaster, but it's like the kind of sick you would feel going down a roller coaster. It's not the one where you take like the kind of sickness where you take the headset off and you literally your head is spinning for hours. Like it's just yeah, literally when you're going down and I- then it settles. And it's only like twice a level. Like they've obviously tested it and got it right in terms of people being able to handle it. But yeah, yeah. for the most part, it, it's fine. The good thing about VR is like everything's an experience, as opposed to gaming, where every game sort of feels the same at the moment. Yeah, that's fair. I haven't I haven't played it yet, so I'm I'm keen to uh, either get my hands on something at PAX or while I'm down in Malms with you guys, come over, over to your house, Shannon, and uh, we can vomit together. Yep. That's it. I like it. <laughs> gross. I'll lick it up. Ew. Ew. <laughs> there was a lie. <laughs> Man, Jeez. not even I'd go that far, and I'm the gross one. Yeah, that's very that's true. true. That's, that's true. very true. Matt, you haven't pla- have you played some PSVR yet? No, I haven't. I haven't really played any psvr um i'm interested i i i'm keen um but you know i'm i just don't have the cash to to spend on a a fancy pants headset have either of you used vr at all no no not at all no interesting okay be cool to see how you enjoy it when you come over because you haven't invited me over yet jake jake (laughs) see see shannon i love how you emphasize that oh god so good yeah i can't wait to play just me no one else in this podcast he's gonna make you take your pants off that's really weird things are getting too weird you wouldn't even know you wouldn't even know (laughs) 
Okay, I'm not coming over anymore. <laughs> okay, let's move on. So, obviously, we're going to have a massive chat about Nintendo Switch because I think that's the biggest news to come out over the next week. But before we do, I thought we'd do a bit of a, a news in a flash. So, kind of visit some of the news points that have come out during this week that we do need to talk about but might not be the focus of this podcast. So, last podcast, myself and Ewan were having a massive chat about all the teasers that Rockstar were doing for the Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, speculation. So I thought now that we're on the other side of that, I'd love to hear your thoughts on what we thought about the Red Dead Redemption 2 trailer. That is a handful to say. Shannon, what did you think? Um, it was pretty, but I was honestly expecting more considering they built it up for, was it three days and then the trailer? Like I was just... I think so, yeah. I think they could have just dropped that and that was essentially a teaser in itself. Like I don't think they needed to build up to a one minute trailer showing r- literally nothing. Mm, but mm. it was pretty. Because they really just showed landscape, as far as well, what I can and remember. And wildlife, right? yeah, which was obviously yeah. a big part of one. But uh, I don't know. I was expecting something, whether it be sort of story building or a standoff. Like, it just didn't didn't give away anything. Yeah, that's fair. Matt, were you? Did you see it? Are you keen for Red Dead Two? I'm I'm keen for the game, but it's it wasn't even a gameplay trailer. Like all it was was a like a cinematic. Was it even an in-game thing? Like, it was a cinematic thing with a voiceover, and it's like, ah, right, well, we know it's coming, but, yeah, as Shan said, it's like, give us more. Don't just give us a, you know, the, yeah, I don't know. I was, I'm, I'm keen for the game, but I was a little unimpressed by the trailer. It could have done a hell of a lot more. It felt mm. very un-Rockstar-like. I was honestly, like, I made the bold prediction that I thought it would come out this year, which I couldn't have been further from the actual fact but I, I just don't know why they built it up to that i really don't it felt like it should have been a thing shown at e3 like i don't see mm. why they dr- you know they drummed up the hype for it so much when it's like this is something that you probably should have shown like three months ago or so yeah agreed because so, like yeah it's it's releasing is it spring owl like season or is that american yeah. this time oh. next year pretty much yeah yeah right so like an app yeah i mean like a year out like surely they could have shown a little bit more like am i mistaken like most games a year out we get at least like a story trailer or a gameplay trailer or something even even, even if it's glimpses minor. of gameplay or something yeah weird but yeah i i guess i know people are going to get it no matter what but i just didn't understand the weird build up like we knew it was coming anyway so it's not as if we didn't know Red Dead Redemption 2 was coming. So the weird, like, three-day tease, which was obvious from, like, the first image and then a nothing trailer, like, it just felt really odd. Yeah, so true. It's, like, a massive tease for just another tease. Yeah, which people seem to be more no excited for that first image, which is just red, than the trailer. Like, I don't know if it's just because the Switch trailer released now before, but I didn't really see a whole lot about it. mm for sure well next thing that came out during the week as well was the new assassin's creed movie trailer so that movie's out in december as of this year uh matt are we still excited for this movie uh i think the only thing it's got going for it is fastbender um i don't know i'm i'm gonna sit back and let this one roll up you know and see how it goes because uh you know I could be I could be totally blown away by it, but um, you know you still, whenever a video game gets turned into a movie, you always have apprehensive thoughts about it. So, you know I will I will wait. 
Well, what about the point too that like like this movie has nothing to do with, I guess, any of the games that have come out. They're not bringing out a game with the movie, as far as we know. Do you think that that's a positive point for it at all? Like, you uh, know, that it's not going to follow something we've already seen. Yes and no. Uh, yes, in the fact that they're trying a new story. No, in the fact that if it has nothing to do with what we've already seen, then it's basically establishing a brand new universe with the same IP, uh, mm. which will get quite confusing for a lot of people because I think, you know, for the for the average moviegoer who would play games but not as heavily invested in games, they're going to go, oh, Assassin's Creed, that's the game where that guy, you know, was jumping off the towers and stuff and it was set in Italy <laughs> or, you know, if they go the first one, it was set in, um, where is it set in? Um, Damascus and stuff like that. Um, or, you know, the pirate one and stuff like that. They're going to think, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's set in these places. And then they're going to get in and go, what? I don't, where's the guy who we are, you know, the one that we normally <laughs> play as? We're not playing yeah. as the guy and things aren't, ha- what's going on? Um, I need a save point here. <laughs> I, I just love the thought that that's exactly the, the stuff that comes out of their mouths is yep. while, they're, while they're watching. While they're, I, yeah, I, out loud in the cinema. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's not the guy from the game. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, such generalization. So bad. <laughs> Um, I mean, in this trailer as well, we saw a lot more details about like the the present day storyline, which I mean, definitely in the first couple of games wasn't really heavenly uh, emphasized. Shannon, do you think like what would you rather see from the movie? Would you like to see how they are bringing this whole Assassin's Creed, I guess, storyline into that more present day uh, storyline, or do you just want to see like full Assassin's Creed, fifteenth century Spain? That's about it. Mm, it's a good question, to be honest. Like, I, I think both sides of the Assassin's Creed sort of story are interesting, but I don't know how well the sort of the it's called the Animus, isn't it? Correct. The Animus sections will portray on a movie. Like, so I think there'll be a bit of it, and I think that's fine. But I hope they just stick to action. And did you say, what what area did you say the movie was set in? I honestly Assassin's 15th Creed fifteenth century. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather they stick to that. But I think... Did I read somewhere it's like a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour movie as well? Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's a long movie, so I think it's definitely going to be story-driven. Is there DLC? (laughs) Probably. It's an optional four hours if you'd like to buy the DLC as well. Sweet. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Should be at least decent, I think. Yeah, I think... I'm not going to go in with high expectations, but I think... I think they could do it well, but I'm also very skept- uh, skeptical like Matt. I, They could very much kill it, and especially if it's going to go for two and a half hours, that's a lot of killing to be done, uh, both in the actual movie and of the movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see what it's like, I guess. Here's hoping they don't Super Mario Brothers it. But that at, was the at, best yeah, movie ever. I think so too. At least it had a style and sort of <laughs> stuck to it from start to finish. I legit remember watching that as a kid and bit, I can't exactly remember what was going on, but like, I just have a glimpse of like Mario and Luigi in my head and that's about it. I need to go b- back and watch that movie. It's on YouTube, the whole movie. Oh my, oh really? Yeah. We I'm can watch it together now. next week. Ah, uh, yes. In, uh, on the PSVR? Yeah. With no pants. 
<laughs> yeah, pads optional. Things are getting weird again. Let's move on. So uh, the other big news uh, this week as well was Candy Crush is getting a live action uh, game show, which is remarkable to kind of hear. Uh, what do we think that this is going to entail? Shannon, you wrote this up. What do you think? Caught you mid-drink, did I? You did. You did indeed. (laughs) Love it. Yeah, Yeah. what do we we think is going to happen with the Candy Crush game show? Uh, Honestly, I have no idea. Like, they didn't really release much information apart from the fact that it would be like a sort of frantic game show. So, I have no idea how they're going to fill an hour with Candy Crush. Like, is it literally going to be people just sliding candy? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just going to try to guess. But... I think it'll be a big hit with soccer mums in America. There used to be that kids show, and I can't remember what the name was, but when like you, they had to like stand on the grid and it would light up like red or green or something, go and go they had stop. to make it all go go stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I reckon really? it will be something like that. It will just be like a, a a screen on the floor that they have to try and like I don't know dance around on or something. I don't yeah. know. It's a smart it, move. Is it? Like I think I, so. I just like watching Candy Crush as a TV show. I just don't know how well that will work. Well, you got to make it exciting. What you got to do is <laughs> instead of having like you know just candy lined up on a digital screen or whatever, you you dress people in the candy suits, <laughs> and you know when when they line them up or whatever. I've never actually played Candy Crush, so I'm just kind of assuming it's kind of like bejeweled or whatever. Oh, you got it. Down pat. Yeah. So, like, you know, when you line up three of the same candies, they explode. But if if people are lining up... That's my point. ...as the candy. So, you're going to explode people. Yeah. (laughs) Then it gives you a moral compass because you don't know if you actually... I feel sorry for all the people that had to act on your film, dude. You don't know if you want to actually play the game or not because if you play the game, you could win money, but you're sacrificing people. (laughs) So, it's like the Hunger Games, but Candy Crush style. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Well, what other what other um, I guess mobile games or like arcade games might you guys want to see go. as like a show? I was thinking the same thing. Like, how good would that be as like a reality TV show, like Amazing Amazing Race style or something like that? Yeah, that would be intense. I like that it. Would be, yeah, and they ha- you in. have to like lock it in. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it right now. Lock it in. We've Eddie. got the power, don't we? Yeah, Matt, Matt. What about you? Do you have any suggestions? Uh, I'm trying to think of like mobile games. I don't think I've played a mo- mobile game in a long time. Um, what about like Temple Run or something? <laughs> just more people I, exploding. Yeah, no, yeah or or people like, getting you know, squished. It yeah, could be like Gladiator. Gotta, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Good thinking. You did a solid job on exploding people, but just to think of something that already existed, See, that, you struggled that, at. That burnt out my that burnt out my mind. You know, I'm I'm done for the day. Okay, See. well, don't be done because we want to get into the main focus. Now, the rest of, of the answers are just going to be like. Uh. <laughs> okay, I'll throw to you next, then you can answer exactly like that. <laughs> so let's have a discussion about Nintendo Switch because it was the biggest thing to release in the news over the week. So Nintendo released the introductory video for their home gaming system, which they have named the Nintendo Switch. Matt has changed my words and the agenda here, and I'm not going to read out what he thinks it's called. 
Um, but the console will provide a single player and multiplayer experience at home. But the trick is that it's also be able to turn into a portable console that allows you to take those same experiences on the road, which is very, very cool. Matt, what were you init- your initial thoughts of the video? Uh, I woke up. I wasn't going to stay up to watch it because um, uh, it, it was too late for me. <laughs> um, but I woke up and I watched it. And for the first time in a long time, I think I had faith in Nintendo again. Yes, 100%. Um, Because, I don't know, like, for once, Nintendo have actually understood the current state of gaming uh, Mm. in that they have literally, you know, amalgamated both the the handheld and the home console, you know, idea. And, yeah, what they've made is, like, the perfect kind of portable device. Yeah. and you know it remains to be seen like specs power battery life etc etc but no i was i seriously like i looked at him for the first time and i just said i want a nintendo console again so yeah i did you even, sorry did you get a wii u matt you didn't did you i was i was considering it every now and then but i literally thought why spend you know 300 dollars on a paperweight God, I don't know. I I like sit here looking at my games, and I've got like thirty Wii U games that are all decent. I I get why people wouldn't buy it, but it does shock me that a Nintendo fan wouldn't buy it. Like they 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 you know I I have no doubt that the games on the Wii U are great, but you know again I don't have a reason to buy the console when the games are few and far between, and there's just so limited support for it. You know. So but with, I just don't. Yeah. I think like. I think it's going to be the same issue with this. Like, I, I oh really? Oh, kinda. Like, what, what about this will change that? The fact that you can take it on the like, I don't get it. Yeah, but I think like, and obviously we'll break it down a little bit further. But I think it's like exactly what Matt's saying. Like, it's it's the ability to take that that home experience, the games that you would only be able. But if you don't uh, want to play the games at home, like, (laughs) why would you want to take them out with you? Yeah, but I think it's it's I think it's totally different. Like if you had the ability to I don't even know a Wii U game. Like if Mario you had the ability Yeah, if you had the ability to make take Mario Tennis with you wherever you went yeah, and whether dangerous. it's a ten minute bus ride or like an hour road trip, like I think you would get more out of that game and see yeah. you, see yourself playing that game more and more. In theory, I agree. Am I, I think when it I comes to four hundred dollars then I don't see it. Well, look, the only the only other option is, um, as it's been stated, the fact that Nintendo at the moment are pretty much everything that comes out on the Wii U is then being re-released uh, as a as a port almost onto the 3DS because the 3DS is the thing that's making the money at the moment, whereas the Wii U is just not making the money. Yeah. Um, it you know it, it it narrows down that market and puts the two into one, so they no longer have to split their you know their developer base over two you know two titles yeah. all they got to do is develop for the one t- you know the one title for the one console so we're getting three then... three mario party games a year instead of two there yeah <laughs> you know so you get you know like imagine imagine you know the ability to play you know like a full 3d world pokemon game and yeah. take it on the go with you it's like you know it would mm. be like having the power of the the wii u in your hand rather than the 3ds which is you know uh somewhere between the sort of the gamecube and the and the nintendo 64 so yeah 
Yeah. On, just, what about on that note? I think we'll probably talk about it a bit later. But yeah. how would you feel about there being sort of two styles of games? Because obviously, like your Pokemon, I don't know if it's going to jump from Moon and Sun to like a fully 3D world. Say if they'll release something next year. So how would you feel if they released, I don't know, Moon and Sun 2 that was similar graphically to what it is on the 3DS, but it's on the Switch. How would you feel about that? Uh, well, they already kind of did that, though. Um, but I'm I mean, saying, like, on the same console, but I'm saying what about if they released that sort of game on the Switch? And obviously, because there's not going to be a new 3DS or a new handheld, how would you feel with that sitting against or sitting alongside the new Zelda? I'd, I'd be okay with that, purely because that's that's their step-up sort of thing. I mean... Um, you know they you've, they've got to they've got to give themselves a leg up somehow, and yeah. I don't see it being too different from what uh, Sony and Microsoft have done with this generation, where about you know one fifth of all the games that have come out have just been remasters of everything from the previous yeah. generation. Yeah, no, that's cool. Mm. And yeah. I think too, I think it it works like with what you're saying, Shannon, is with what Sony and Microsoft are doing too with like indie games. Like we get all these like indie platformers yeah. and things like that, which aren't similar to triple a titles but mm-hmm. yeah they're still enjoyable too i guess yeah that's what i hope i think yeah that's that's what i think they should do like whether they can get the marketing right and i think it's another story but i'm hopeful that we'll still get sort of two or three tiers of experiences from nintendo yeah okay well how about we start breaking this down a little bit um so i've put down some points feel free to fill in any gaps that you see fit but uh, let's start out design-wise. What do we think about the look of the Switch? We've obviously got, like, the the tablet mm-hmm. screen. We've got the controller. What's it called? Like a Joy-Con? Joy-Con, yep. Joy-Con controller and, obviously, the docking station itself. Mm-hmm. Is it aesthetically pleasing, Shannon? So, my first thought was, yes, it is aesthetically pleasing, but how the hell did they get the actual Switch, which is the console, to be so much smaller or thinner than the Wii U gamepad, which isn't a console. Well, I guess because it's got, what, mostly uh, tablet technology, like the How the hell is the Wii U gamepad so big when it doesn't have anything in it? Like, I literally do not know how that happened. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, it's nice. It's very mature and sort of premium looking i want to say without saying that do you reckon do you reckon that it's actually a touch i mean nothing's gonna be nothing's being confirmed at the moment do you reckon it's actually a touch screen or do you reckon that it's just a screen no, no I, I reckon think it's a touch screen I, yeah because it's only, a touch screen but the only it, re- obviously when it's in the dock you can't use the touch screen so it'll have to everything will have to be playable without touch screen the only kind of thing i can think of is um that you know like the you you look at you look at uh, tablet technology at the moment um you know something like the ipad mini um i reckon would be approximately the same sort of size as um you know the 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 switch's screen so i don't see why it's that big of an issue that you know something so small would be like that it's more it's more about why is the way you gamepad so big than why is the switch that size it, uh, that, that's probably irrelevant it's just a thought i had like yeah, playing did... playing on my wii u like it's so big the gamepad when did the wii u come out 2012 i want to say 
2012, four years ago. This thing's probably been in development for a long time. And I mean, they were even, what, you know, they had Tim Cook visiting Nintendo mm. you know, pretty recently. So what's to say they haven't made a deal with someone or you it's know, an iPad. done some work? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad. Yeah, no, yeah, it, it looks good. It looks really nice, and I yeah. actually think it's a really good idea that, that they've made the controllers detachable like that as well. What do you guys think of that Joy-Con controller? Like when it's not attached to the screen, it's interesting. Like, I like it. Yeah, it's it looks yeah. it looks pretty comfortable. My Does my it? biggest concern is that it's gonna get broken easily. In what way? Uh. I reckon, you know, like with the ability to, you know, to detach it and attach it to, you know, the tablet and the controller base, um, unless that's significantly sturdy or, you know, they've got their sort of mechanism down, um, I reckon there's going to be a lot of replacements because, I don't know, there's something about it that me as a gamer, I don't like things that detach from other things because they're not always sturdy or they don't mm. always last that long so yeah um what was i gonna say i don't know something interesting that i saw as well was what if nintendo were then going to release different control styles so like you might get a gamecube control that's literally just the configuration that slides in or for yoko watch you get like a spinner that sort of just slides into the side of it yeah, I I don't. You just know. know Nintendo will do that sort of thing. I I just hope they don't like. I think you brought up a really good point in that article you posted um, about them needing to kill off like the 3DS and the Wii U. Like the fact that yes, the Nintendo Switch has a gimmick, but it's a gimmick that works really really well, not only for Nintendo but also for gamers as well. So I think for Nintendo to then start. Yeah, bringing out all these different controllers and expanding mm. on gimmicks more, I think would be a really bad move. Because I, I remember us talking in a previous podcast where we were like, oh, what's the Nintendo NX? What's it going to be? And we all said, we just want like a normal console. So I think if they just keep it how it is, not really introduce like anything along those lines, I think it will do perfectly. Obviously, like every company brings out different kind of controllers and whatnot but i think if they overdo it it will just like kill what if it's ever good for the switch so i hope they do i i want to see add-ons i want to see like motorbike handles (laughs) i want to see joking like steering wheels and i want to see like do you remember those really big chunky uh you know the 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 computer mouses that you use the rollerball on um (laughs) And like the big red ball. Yeah, yeah. I want to see one of those. Yeah. Um, and I want to see a Virtual Boy attachment. Um, okay, I'm going to cut you off. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think design-wise, it's really nice. I had a friend talk about the docking station. He, he thought it was really ugly and... You know, he definitely was going to hide it away. But I, I honestly don't see anything kind of... I, I like the design of everything, actually, to be totally honest. Yeah, it's nice. Um, nice and sleek, which is... I'll uh, be we haven't seen interested in to see how... So, you've got the two Joy-Cons, which can slide into the... I'm going to say tablet, the Switch. And then you've got a yeah, Joy-Con grip, which they can slide into a grip 
to make it more controllery. Yeah. And then you've got the pro controller. So I wonder what gives them charge, do you think? Is it the Switch or like how do they Yeah, I don't get it. I don't oh, do, do you think yeah, the grip think... has more power in it that allows them to charge on the go as well? I think Like it has to be they're... perfect. It has to be seamless. Yeah, when they're plugged into the tablet, they're powered by the tablet. Yeah. When And then, obviously, the Joy-Con controller, and everyone listening, if you haven't had a look at it yet, Google it right now. But it has, like, that middle, like, section that mm-hmm. it slides onto, that black bit. I reckon yeah. that's the power source there. Uh, so, okay, but what about, what about when... Because uh, it's part of the video where someone sits down on the separate. plane... And detaches them. I reckon that they've got separate battery units in each one. I reckon that the the main Joy-Con pad uh, is a charging point, uh, and I reckon that they they share power with the tablet uh, when you're on the go. When you're at home, uh, it'll plug in via USB or whatever that you can plug in and charge it up on the Joy-Con pad. Yeah. Um, but I reckon that they both have separate units, uh, separate battery units, because they they function as individual controllers. Remember, there's also the fact that like you can play two player games, um, you know, with one little bit each. So they'd have to have separate battery packs. Yeah, that's a good point. I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Um, and I mean, we're kind of we're moving into that whole functionality of of the the switch as well. So, I mean, uh, portability wise, like. It, we have we haven't had tech specs yet in terms of how big that screen is, right? Uh, no, no. I don't uh, was think it seven? Have. I think it was six or seven inches. That's only from those leaked Eurogamer right. rumors, which turned out to be true. Because th- I like I I love the idea of this being portable. It's definitely because I've been umming and ahhing whether to get a DS for like ages, but now with this coming out, I'm like hands down, I'm gonna get this for sure. But is it? As if like carting around a, a massive tablet plus controllers, like is it is it functional like that? I don't I don't reckon it would be. I reckon it I reckon it'll be um, quite portable to be honest, because that's that's the one thing Nintendo would not want to do is the 3DS is a pretty portable console. You know, the XL is a little mm. bit cumbersome, but it's still pretty portable. Um, if you are advertising it as a console that you can play on the go, but you can also play at home, um, there's no chance that they want to make it sort of, sort of super bulky or hard to, you know, hard to carry around. So, and what about with portability as well? Like cartridges, I love the fact that they've gone back to cartridges. Shannon, do you reckon that's a solid move? Yeah, I think so. Like. Yeah, there's no other way they could have done it, really, when you think about it. Mm. I think that the biggest surprise was that I don't think too many people were expecting the handheld to be the console, like, 100%. And we don't know if that's, a, like, true fully yet, but it appears to be that every single thing is in that tablet and there's nothing sort of housed in the docking station to make it more powerful. So, I, I don't think there's any way they could have done it. It's cool. It's a cool retro feel theoretically you shouldn't have to go to installing games like you do on the playstation for an xbox one because it should be able to just run off cartridge so seems to be good enough yeah i I definitely love to see a little bit more tech specs and stuff i'm presuming there will be some kind of like i don't know upscaling 
system or chip or something in the dock itself but who knows until we actually get that information. I reckon, um, I reckon there's more to the dock than, than what they think. I'm, I reckon that there's, yeah. you know, I reckon there's enhanced power that would make the games, like, because you, you wouldn't want uh, a game, like, you'd want the game portable to be really good, but you wouldn't want it to hog it so that it'd drain your battery every two seconds, otherwise, the you know, the handheld's practically useless. Something um, I noticed, and I reckon I thought... that there will be certain games that you can't play on the go. Um, Ooh, I don't I see just, that. that. Nah, that would I, be a no, dumb I get move. An, I get an inkling there would be certain games you can't play on the go purely because they'd be the kind of games that you can't just devote time to sitting out on a bus playing for so long. Um, I don't know. That's that's just a thought, but I reckon there'll be yeah. certain games that require the require the housing. Well, speaking of games, let's let's have a chat about, I guess, what games uh, may be releasing. We already got a mini little uh, pre-order list that's available on EB at the moment. Um, so you've got things like Mario Kart, Splatoon, Zelda, Breath of the Wild, Outer Scrolls, Skyrim, Mario 3D, Basketball, great name, and Just Dance. Um, obviously, a mix of third-party titles and first-party titles and everything like that. What games... What kind of games would you guys love to see on the Switch? Is it going to be more so those third-party games that get you really excited? Or would you just love to see, I guess, a more enhanced version of things like Mario and everything? Um, no, I, I think there needs to be a good mix. Like, the best Wii U games were probably Splatoon in terms of innovation and actually moving forward. And hmm. things like Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, which I know Toad has been around forever, but it was unique. So... I hope to God, and I was disappointed that I didn't really show anything in this that is new or different, but I think Nintendo are way too creative to just keep rehashing the same things. Like, I'm sure they'll sell, but I think they'll finally see a bit of growth and start cutting into the hardcore market when they start releasing new experiences that are even maybe more mature. Like, what happens if Nintendo start making first-person shooters and that kind of thing? Oh, jeez. Mario what, shooters, but, FPS. Well, seriously, what what says that they have to just develop what's essentially cartoony style games? That's been their aesthetic for a long time, though. They've they've even said that look, we don't you know like those particular games because they don't fit our brand. But I think now that their brand is changing with this new console, I I would expect to see a lot more. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a proper COD or Battlefield or something like that actually release on this thing. Hmm. Like, yeah, I I mean, they tried I get where it. you're coming from. They tried it with, you know, like when the Wii came out, they tried kind of, you know, expanding their brand with games like Red Steel and stuff like that. Mm. And it, just, it didn't take off more for the fact that it was a gimmicky, you know, controlled game rather than the fact that, you know, it was an adult game. And I think that that's their problem is that if it doesn't sell well in that terms, they've kind of looked at it and go, oh, well, people don't want these adult games. It's like, no, people want these adult games. They just don't want terrible controls they don't want you know dodgy motion controls or whatever they just want to be able to experience a good game so yeah i mean like though like i i love the idea of nintendo for me being being that outlet where i can like have some fun with some mario games or those more cartoony based games like i think nintendo will always be my outlet for everything like that and if i really want like a more adult in quotation marks game i'll jump onto my my sony or xbox or something like that like i'm 
I'm ex- I'm excited for the Switch to come out that not only be like a great and and solid console, but also be a really great way where I can interact, I guess, with those more uh, family orientated, if you want to use that word, or like cartoon kind of based games as well. Because I think, like, I always I always get excited for that kind of stuff. If they bring out a new Mario Kart or a new Mario Party or Super Smash Brothers or something like that, I'm always like, yes, I need to get this, even though I don't have a Nintendo console at the moment. Do so you know I'm what? I'm still happy for them to be that outlet. I personally I personally am not. I'm kind of over Nintendo being that secondary happy console. I want to see them compete again. You wanted them to get more gritty. I I actually want to see them compete again. You go back and it was like Sega versus Nintendo and, you know, they were the two. It's like Nintendo and Sega both had action games. They had family games. They had this and that and everything else. And Sega died off. Then, you know, like when PlayStation came out, PlayStation established itself as the more adult brand where Nintendo was a more child-friendly brand. And that's where it started to lose it, you know. The GameCube, mm. they tried to bring himself back, but by then, because they'd gone proprietary disc and, and everything else, people just didn't want that. You know, they wanted a console that could play DVDs and stuff like that as well. Uh, and then the Wii basically established himself as that kiddie gaming outlet. I want to see Nintendo compete. I want to see him back, you know, amongst the big names. You know, I want to see, I want to see the Switch succeed. I want to see it kind of, you know, take off and go, hey, look, you can play Battlefield on the go. You can play COD on the go. You can play you know, uh, whatever racing game on the go, um, or you can play it at home, you can do this and that. Why have to buy two consoles? You know, one that you can have family fun and one you can have, you know, adult fun. I want to see both. I want to, you know, I want to see Nintendo go, nah, we're sticking it to you. We're going to, you know, we're going to release the same games that your other consoles have, um, and you'll, you know, everyone will enjoy it. So, Bloody love the enthusiasm, Matt. Bloody love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let's wrap this up. Like, final thoughts. Uh, Shannon, are we excited for the Switch? Yeah, very excited. I I don't know. I, I'm going <laughs> from being... Re- like, I'm, I'm excited no matter what. Like, obviously, I'll get it. But I don't think I've seen enough yet to the point that I think that it's going to be that much of a different story than the Wii U. Honestly. Okay. And Matt, are uh, you excited? Yes, I am. Um, and fingers crossed that, you know, it does what I'm hoping it will do. Yeah, 100%. I'm keen as well. I think I definitely will get one. Um, I am in the same boat as you, Shan. I'd love to see a little bit more uh, info about it, and I don't really think we'll truly understand what it is until it comes out and exactly how we all interact with it. Um, but how? We're all keen as a bean, and I hope all you guys are listening too. Lads, did we want to finish up quickly with a round of What the Wiki? Please. This is the tiebreaker. This is the tiebreaker. I was thinking, oh, do we just cut it out? And you guys would probably get angry at me if I did do that. So I reckon uh, Matt's bo- been on a lot more episodes and lost. I, don't, I think I've only lost a once. What? I reckon Matt's percentage-wise is way below mine. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> oh, yeah, God, the band has it. already let's started. Do it. You can talk okay, the talk, okay. but can you walk the walk? So, for everyone listening who hasn't heard this before, What the Wiki is the podcast game where I, as the host, will read out a description of a game, not give away the title, and the guys here have to guess exactly what it is. Best out of three will win. It's currently tied between Matt and Shannon. I think they're both on four points or three points. I don't know. Something like that. But let's get into it. Are we ready? Yes. Yeah. 
Okie dokie. Round one. The game is a conversational app where users can communicate with Shannon, friends. By- I don't even know what yeah. the bloody buzzer is. Yeah, go. Me, Tomo. It no. is me, Tomo. Yeah. Oh. You've, you've been colluding behind the scenes. Yeah. No, I'm currently in the What the Wiki document, uh, Matt, and I cannot see Shannon in here. No, so he's already he got that reference screen. He glanced at it when you weren't looking. No, I've had it open up the whole time. Okay, round two. Here we go. Matt, you've got to get on the scoreboard. Uh, And just... Oh, no. I won't say anything. Okay, here we go. The game is an upcoming action-adventure video game. It is the 19th main installment in the series. And the first... Yeah. Is it Kingdom Hearts 3? No, it's not, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, Shannon? Shannon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a guess. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. It is Legend of Zelda Breath yeah. of the Wild. Oh, Matt, I know where you're going. You were trying to appeal to my my yeah. inner inner goodness, Actually, but no, unfortunately, I kind of figured because there'd been like a hundred different installments of King, Kingdom Hearts. Okay, well was... then, screw you. Then I'm glad you lost. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Say last it. one, if you guys wanted to know, was Mario yeah. Kart, and that oh, would have been oh, Matt, really, really it's s- Mario Kart. Nuts. Sorry, Matt. Too yeah, late. get points. We're still. I'm still in this. Well, then Shannon, uh, been away for a while. Come back in and sweep up the crown once you. again. So you're back on top. We're getting towards that end of the year. So end of the year will mark the the reigning champion for 2016. So who will win? Who knows? You'll have to keep listening. Uh, but with that, let's bring an end to what was episode, what are we up to? 75 of the Starcast. So subscribe to us on iTunes or any other podcast service of your choice. All you need to do is search the Startcast. Uh, follow Press Start as well on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Press Start AU, as well as visiting the site at pressstart.com.au. If you guys want to suggest anything you'd love to hear us talk about here on the podcast you can do that by tweeting this by tweeting at press start au using the hashtag hashtag the start cast the reason why i'm struggling so bad is because matt's changed every start to shot uh it is the worst thing ever um, I think I'll double, uh, I guess I'll mention as well. We have got another podcast releasing on our network or already released. Uh, it is called, uh, what is it called, Shannon? The Rubber Cock Podcast. The Rubber Cock Podcast with, who are the guys that run that one? Straub and Peckett. Yeah. So if you're mad YouTube or they do Twitch stuff as well, don't they? Yeah. Mainly I YouTube. Like, I feel like they're carrying us. Can they promote us a little bit? Yeah. Well, they're on the network now. They gotta, they gotta promote the hell out of us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Agreed. We're we're seventy five podcast episodes strong, and they're at they're one. So we're kind of like the big brother, and as the big brother, little brother has to kind of look up to us and so shout us out. You know. Beat them into submission then. Wow. <laughs> I'd like to anyway. see you <laughs> I've been your host, Jake Barros. You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at underscore Jake Barros, B-A-R-R-O-S. And joining me today was this crazy duo being Shannon. Winner. Hacks. <laughs> well, where, where can we follow you, Shannon, no, as the winner? So Shannon, we can prop you. At Shancake underscore winner. Weak name. <laughs> That's a weak name. <laughs> or we've also shanking. been joined by the uh, runner-up Matthew. I'm gonna, I'm gonna punch you when you get down here. <laughs> oh.
<laughs> uh, I'm gonna you punch can, you so good. You can follow me at MV Zamari, I think. I don't know. Yeah. I I don't I don't tweet myself, so I never pay attention to what I'm actually you know tweeting. That else. is correct. Okay, I cool. tweet you, and I can confirm. No, you don't. You haven't tweeted me in a long time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can follow me on there. Um, I mostly talk football and game stuff, so come and you know, I don't know, yell at me for stuff. Oh, sweet. I'm sure everyone will do. Everyone, letting you know, two packs is coming up. We will be there. We've got a couple of panels and a couple of shows happening. So we'll keep you in the loop for that. So keep listening, uh, obviously, here on the podcast and check out the website for any more details. But thanks for tuning in. And until the next time, happy gaming. Bye. Bye.